Sick Boy Podcast is a health and comedy show about what it's like to be sick. Wait, is that right? How can illness be funny? You'd be surprised. Okay. Sick Boy is hosted by me, Brian Stever. And me, Taylor McGilvery. And myself, Jeremy Saunders. Come on in and join us to melt your heart, learn something fascinating, and bust a belly laugh. Trust us, you'll be glad you did. You can find Sick Boy on the CBC Listen app or wherever you get your pods. This is a CBC Podcast. Hey, I'm Talia Schlanger, sitting in for Tom Power. Welcome to Cube. Grab your Furby and your Preston Manning sign. We are taking things back to 1998. Okay, that's a bit of One Week by Bare Naked Ladies. Puts a smile on your face. Takes you back to a time and place, that's for sure. Uh, That song is a special one for the band because it found them a kind of success that even they did not see coming. One Week went to number one on the Billboard Hot 100. It landed on movie soundtracks for some of the biggest hits of the 90s, like American Pie and 10 Things I Hate About You. It was nominated for a Grammy, uh, and it took Bare Naked Ladies from being a beloved Canadian band to being known around the world. Earlier this year, One Week turned 25, and Tom got to speak uh, about the song and the impact it had on the band with Ed Robertson from Bare Naked Ladies. Here's their conversation. Ed, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here again. So pleased to be back, Tom. You know, that song, number one in the United States of America, number one in the United Kingdom, number one in Germany, number one in Japan, number three in Canada. Oh, no, really? Is that true? (laughs) I'm not bitter, though. (laughs) Listen, as long as you don't hate the Moffats for it, that's all that matters to me. (laughs) (laughs) How could I hate the Moffats? Those are lovely young men. What was going on with the band before... One week. Like, where did the band, I don't mean like the history of the band, but like, where did you guys find yourself right before One Week came out? Well, things were really building in the United States. Our, our career had really waned at home in Canada. Um, you know, th- there's a small pie and we had all the pieces in the early 90s and people were a little tired of us, understandably so so we were spending all of our time trying to grow something in america our single the old apartment the live version from rock spectac was getting played all over the country and it actually just cracked the top 40 it made it to number 40 so we (laughs) actually got the casey Kasem introduction um which we used as the intro for that song for about two years live (laughs) Number 40. The first of our two debuts is by a Canadian band that goes by the name Bare Naked Ladies. But the members of the group aren't ladies at all. They're men and they're fully clothed. Their song is called The Old Apartment. But we could feel it building. You know, um, I think we felt like the early success we had in Canada in the in the early 90s was somewhat of a dress rehearsal for what was about to happen 
in America. Where did One Week come from? I'm trying to, it's it's hard to imagine that song being written. Like I think about something like we were just talking about like Jack and Diane or, you know, even the old apartment. I can see you guys, maybe someone with a guitar in the corner playing guitar and, and just that one coming out. It's hard to imagine One Week coming out of sitting down with a guitar in the corner. Like where did that song come from? Yeah, it was an idea that I'd been tinkering around with, and I had the chorus structure, and I quite liked it, this this kind of uh, anatomy and timeline of an argument between people who love each other, uh, the sort of comedy of the roles you play over a long argument. That that was the kind of genesis of it, and I wanted the verses to be this kind of rappy thing. And I kept trying to write stuff, and it was really crappy. And it, Steve Page said to me, why don't you just freestyle it? So I, I had a little high eight camcorder, and I put it on a tripod, and I stared at it and freestyled for about four or five minutes. And then I just edited my favorite lines out of this freestyle. So the song was written really in about four minutes. Can I ask you about some of these lines? Like, okay, what about the big one? What about Chickadee China, the Chinese chicken? That is a little play on a Busta Rhymes line from a Tribe Called Quest song scenario. Tyler and I were huge fans of the Tribe record, The Low End Theory. And in it, for no explicable reason, Busta says... Chickety Choco, the chocolate chicken. Chickety Choco, the chocolate chicken, the rear cock diesel, but chicks they were kicking. Yo, but they have a bust, a bust, a bust, another round, the rhythm is insane. And I always just thought it was the most ridiculous thing I'd ever heard. And we were uh, in the midst of a scary uh, uh, avian flu at the time, was, was raging uh, in China. And so it became Chickety China, the Chinese chicken. You have a drumstick and your brain stops ticking. Again, it was freestyled, but that's where it came from. Watching X-Files with no lights on, we're Don LeMay's on. I hope the smoking man's in this one. Yeah, so this was back in the day. We were massive X-Files fans, and we had actually, someone at the show found that out. She was a fan of the band, so she gave us a massive box of VHS tapes of the show. And we were touring like madmen at the time. We were like 18 months straight in the US. And every night we'd get on the bus and we'd put in and watch three or four episodes of the X-Files that, that she had dumped onto these VHS tapes for us. And the uh the theme song does this We, Tyler and I would always look at each other and say, Don la maison, la maison, la maison. Horrible French for, are you in the house? Like, you, you ready to watch some X-Files? Don la maison, la maison, la maison. It was just like a stupid thing. <laughs> what about hot like wasabi when I bust rhymes, big like Leanne rhymes because I'm all about value? Okay, here's a funny thing. So I meant big like popular yeah right uh leanne rhymes was a popular singer at the huge time. huge and so there there was that line i thought she was super cute and uh 
she sprung to mind while I was freestyling. Cut to five months later, we're playing uh, an arena in Washington, D.C. with like Jessica Simpson and uh, the Black Eyed Peas and all these like huge bands and Leanne Rhymes, who walks up to me in the dressing room and says, what do you mean big like Leanne Rhymes? <laughs> and of course she is this tiny, beautiful, you know, I, maybe she's from Tennessee or something, but she got right in my face. What do you mean big? And I was like, I, I meant popular. I, I'm a big fan of yours. And she was like, okay, I'm just checking because lots of people think I'm fat and I'm not. <laughs> I'm Ara Madison III. And I'm Louis Fertel. This year, we're excited to bring you new episodes of Keep It covering the holy trinity of award season Emmys, Grammys, and the granddaddy of them all the Oscars. It's like the Super Bowl for Hollywood, but with more sequins and fewer concussions. And we are continually blessed by iconic guests like Michelle Yeoh, Tori Kelly, Andy Cohen, and Jinx Masoon. New episodes of Keep It drop every Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts, or subscribe to Keep It on YouTube for access to full episodes and other exclusive content. Okay, last one, last one. Um, I'm the kind of guy who laughs at a funeral, can't understand what I mean, you soon will. That is a very specific reference to the funeral of my older brother, actually. It was an awful day, and I didn't know how I was going to get through it, and he died in a motorcycle accident. And the last thing I wanted to hear was, when God closes a door, he opens a window. You know, I, I just thought there's no good uh, from this accident. He's gone. It sucks. And uh, the guy stood up uh, and he said, an untimely passing such as this one reminds me of the words of the rock group, the Leonard Skinnerd. <laughs> if I leave here tomorrow, no, no, no. will you still remember me? And I just cracked a huge smile and I turned around and looked at Tyler in the pew behind me and he just went, Skinner, and gave me the double, double rock and roll horn. And, uh, you know, it just turned, it turned my whole mood around and I was laughing all of a sudden because Skinner got quoted at my brother's funeral. Oh, I'm the kind of guy who laughs at a funeral. Oh, that's beautiful. How did your life change after One Week came out? It just confirmed how great I already thought I was. <laughs> <laughs> it was very affirming. Um, no, it, it, it was an absolute whirlwind. Um, we tried hard to keep our, our you know, our, our arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times as we rode that crazy fame roller coaster. You know, I said success in Canada was a bit of a dress rehearsal, but success in America and worldwide is another animal entirely. All of a sudden, you're 
you're at the Grammys and and nominated, and then you're hopping on to an overnight flight to go play in Japan because the single's number one there. And then you're going to New Zealand and Australia and you're flying back to Germany. And it was really difficult to remain any kind of grounded and really in touch with home and who we actually were you know it uh you're just in a different time zone different country every day sometimes and uh you know i've been trying to express even on the new record uh on in flight that uh you know sometimes all of your dreams coming true is kind of hard yeah um you want it but you don't know what it is until you get it you yeah. you think it's going to be all glamour and all fun and all excitement but the truth is it is so much work it's incredibly rewarding too but it is a grind man yeah. i i don't think people can understand the toll it takes on you and they'll you know they see artists you know i remember mumford and sons just made an announcement we we need a break we have to take time off they canceled a bunch of shows and people went, Oh, poor babies, you know, sorry, you've had uh, so many big hits. And, you know, there was like zero sympathy for them. And I was like, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I know what they're going through right now. We've been asking uh, people when they come on to set up a song uh, to do their best version of the childhood radio DJ they grew up with. You know, like I think Bahamas did someone out of Hamilton that he grew up with. We had people doing like versions of, you know, uh, hit radio stations in, in Winnipeg. Can you now you can choose to not to. That's fine. But I know you and I think you will. Can you do your best, I guess, Scarborough, Toronto DJ that you grew up with and introduce Bare Naked Ladies in one week? Well, you're back with Tarzan Dan from the deepest, darkest heart of Scarborough. These are my pals, Bare Naked Ladies. You can see me currently on Tarzan Dan's hit list on YTV. You can hear me on about 40,000 radio stations, but I love this band. Here are my close personal friends, Ed, Steve, Tyler. Who else is in the band? Jim, Kevin. Um, this is their song, One Week. I'm Tarzan Dan. It's been one week since you looked at me. Cock your head to the side and I'm angry Five days since you laughed at me Saying get that together, come back and see me Three days since the living room I realized it's all my fault but couldn't tell you Yesterday you'd forgiven me But it'll still be two days till I say I'm sorry Hold it now and watch the hood wink Cause I make you stop think You'll think you're looking at Aquaman I summon fish to the dish Although I like the shallow Swiss I like the sushi Cause it's never touch a frying pan Hot like wasabi when I bust rhymes Speak like Leanne rhymes Because I'm all about value Bert Campers got the mad hits You try to match wits You try to hold me but I bust through Gonna make a break and take a fake out Like a sink and they can shake out like vanilla It's the finest of the flavors Gonna see the jokers and you'll know the vertigo is gonna go Cause it's so dangerous you'll have to sign a waiver Can I help it if I think you're funny when you're mad That was One Week by Bare Naked Ladies. Before that, you heard Ed Robertson from the band talking to Tom about the song, about its 25th anniversary, and how fun to hear Ed explain the very tangible moments of inspiration behind 
those now famous lines. Uh, the Bare Naked Ladies also released a new album this year. It's called In Flight. It's out everywhere. And if you're already buying concert tickets for next year, whoa, 2024, the band is going to be performing at Meridian Center in St. Catharines on April 25th. You can get your tickets uh, via Ticketmaster. That's it for this episode, but there is another one in your feed. It's Tom's conversation with Canadian illustrator John Clausen. And honestly, you might never look at kids quite the same way after you hear John talk about them on the show today. He talks about this thing that so many of us do where we see kids as in progress and we expect um, maybe that a kid's book has to teach them something, you know, help them grow into complete people. But what if we actually already see them as complete people? What if we trust them with stories, maybe even dark stories? It's a refreshing take and a very fun listen. You can find it in your feed now. I'm Talia Schlanger, sitting in for Tom Power here on Q, and I'll see you next time. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.